This podcast is brought to you by 3B, the mental wellbeing company, hosted by Claire and Sue, co-founders of 3B. When you've got your wellbeing mojo on, you're firing on all cylinders, you're accepting of whatever comes your way, you're being resilient. We believe that one size does not fit all, and we want you to discover your own wellbeing mojo. So join us on our podcast journey where we'll be exploring the many different aspects of mental well-being. And hopefully, you can learn what you need to get your well-being mojo on. This week's podcast features an extract from our weekly radio show, Let's Talk Well-Being. Well, it's Thursday, it's 12 o'clock, and it's 3B, the mental wellbeing company, bringing you Let's Talk Wellbeing. So it's lovely to be here today, and I'm sorry, I think the news has been playing up a little bit. Um, Well, not the news itself, you know, our version of it. Um, So I'm sorry about that, we'll try and get that sorted so you can listen to the news later. Um, But we're going to start off, as we always do, with our lovely interviewee. And today we have a special guest in who's actually also one of the directors here at HCR. So that's fabulous. So she knows what she's doing, probably more so than (laughs) us. (laughs) So we have a pro in the studio. But with us today is Angelita. Welcome to the studio, Angelita. Thank you. Thank you. It's nice to be be back in the studio. (laughs) Um, so, Angelita Woosnam is a holistic practitioner, Reiki master teacher, and community worker living in Runghorn, so not far away at all. She works intuitively with clients combining physical therapies and other energy techniques such as EFT, matrix re-imprinting sounds fabulous (laughs) and working in the Inca traditions I can't wait to find out more about that with the grandmother energy doesn't that just sound so like comforting it really does Mm, it it really does does. I'm dying to know more about all this we are Uh, this conversation could probably go on but we have only got the hour um so she said working in the Inca tradition with the grandmother energy and following a calling in to earth keeping she integrates this knowledge in her work as well I, I don't know where to start there is so many things i'm gonna have to get right so let's start with how okay. did you get into all of this what what was that all, all about this? so i'm going back now gosh 25 years which sounds a long time and it actually is um I went on a holistic retreat, a retreat weekend, a chill-out weekend, it was described as, with a friend. I had no idea of... Well, sorry, I had no idea. We do have an idea, but I didn't really know very much about um, energy, about Reiki, anything like that. So that weekend, um, with a friend, I thought we were just going to have a chill-out weekend and spend the weekend in our dressing gowns. I've seen it on the telly. <laughs> Seriously. Sounds good though. Yeah. It did sound good. It sounded great. But then when we got there, there were all these, um, and I'll put these in uh, what do you call it? Inverted commas. My son's favourite word: weirdos. 
um, who were doing Reiki. I had reflexology, which I'd never had before. There were people selling crystals. I love shiny things. <laughs> and it was just such a weekend. It literally blew my mind. I came home going, oh, wow, what was all that? I'm feeling very, very different and very, very strange. Um, and then what did I go on to learn first? Indian head massage, because that seemed the easiest. I thought I can do that. Um, so I did a course and learned how to do Indian head massage. Got my little white coat back in the day when therapists wore little white coats uh, and thought I was going to go and fix the world because we do. Yeah, oh. that's what we think. That's why we become therapists. But I actually but. think we do. We, <laughs> we do. do. Oh, we do. Yeah, we do but fix not, the world. Not in the way that we think we're no, going to. No. Yeah. Well, we drop that little pebble in the yeah. ocean, don't yeah. we? And, and it then there's ripples. Ripple out. Um, so from there, then I went on to do Reiki. Again, somebody suggested it and said, oh, I'm going to go and do this course. Do you want to come? And I went, yeah, go on then. <laughs> Story of my life. Um, yeah. And then having started um, the therapy bug, I call it. I, def I wanted to learn more, so then I went and did a course um, that taught me about um, massage, full body massage, aromatherapy, reflexology, hopier candles, everything. I've done, probably not everything, but I've done most of the physical therapies, the sort of touch therapies. Um, and did that for quite a number of years, alongside a regular job. So evenings and weekends, that kind of thing. And... It sounds a bit of a cliche to say, but it is a journey. We're all on a journey. We're all changing constantly, as you know, you ladies will know. And sort of other things popped up. And I thought, oh, I'll go and have a look at that. And I'll go and have a look at this. And I'll have a look at that. So the Reiki then, um, I started to teach, which I love teaching Reiki and sharing that with people. Um, EFT, um, it's, which is emotional freedom technique. Mm. So it's a tapping therapy. You may, may people may or may not have, have seen it or heard it. I often say you might have seen Paul McKenna do it because he's the only person I can think of who does, might have done it on the telly. Um, I dodged that for ages. Mm. I went to a workshop and thought it was weird and people were saying strange things and I was just like, no, I've done weird, but this is beyond, so I'm not doing this. And I tried to avoid it. But like things, I think, things that you're supposed to do or are going to help you or you can use to help other people, it wouldn't go away. Every workshop I went to, everything I went to, people were tapping. I was like, for goodness sake, can we not do something else? <laughs> um, but no. So, um, but it was the Matrix Reimprinting, which um, is a fascinating title on its own. That was what got me into EFT because in order to learn how to do that, or learn more about that, I had to learn EFT because it's a development of EFT. Right. So it's working with a younger version of you, which could be, it could be last week, it could be last month, it could be last year, it could be 20, 30, 40 years ago. Um, and it's, again, energy-based, so we're working with a younger version of you who has experienced some upset, some trauma, something that keeps on triggering us we keep remembering we can't not remember it it's mm -hmm. always there so it's either you know in our energy field wherever you think that is um and we can change we can change how it affects us we can't wipe it out it's not amnesia i did meet a lovely man once at a fair who said oh can you wipe all the rubbish out and i went no we can't do that sorry <laughs> yeah, you're talking about dementia we're not we're not doing that um but we can change how it affects us now so that was that so i did eft and matrix reimprinting and then I've gone on to learn other things. Um, the grandmother energy was a, is a really nice one. And as you say, it does feel comforting. Yeah. 
Um, I was introduced to that by a lovely, lovely friend. Um, so it's the energy of the grandmothers, the divine feminine, um, but the energy, a grandmother energy, an energy that's going to hold you and look after you like a grandmother would. And for me, I never knew any of my grandmothers. So as I f heard it, I thought, oh, that sounds nice. I'm going to go and have a bit of that. Um, so I did some, I did used to hold circles and hold space for, for groups um, working with the, the energy. I don't do that so much now, but still working with that energy. It's always there. It's always there. It's lovely. It's just, I love, there's so much of what you're saying that I know links with like the kind of journeys myself and yeah. Sue yeah. has been on. I came to EFT and I talked to Sue about it and she was like, mm, no, nah. no. but then you yeah. sort of found your way to there as well, didn't mm, you? I did. with it? Mm. Yeah, I did. I just sort of thought I'm going to try this. It just seemed like the right moment to try yeah. it. And I yeah. think from listening to you. That's what strikes me about everything that you're saying. It's almost like these things found you. Yeah. They oh, sought I you I, out. Yeah, I, 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 I did look for some things, but I think, as you say, most things either found me directly or via somebody else or, yeah, in a sort of an indirect way. Yeah, it's, it's, it's bonkers. The EFT was, was just hysterical. If you <laughs> write it down, you just think, really? Yeah. I mean, that whole thing of dodging it, literally, which is, which is how I describe it, I did that for about two years. Wow. Yeah because I went to a workshop first. So if you know EFT, you know that there's a setup phrase and even though blah, yeah. blah, 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 blah. The lady who did the first workshop I went to was one of those ladies and people do things in different ways. It's not how I work and you know, it, it doesn't matter because it works. Um, but she was, I deeply appreciate and love and accept myself. I wanted to be big time, yeah. Yeah. you know, that was just so, I can't tell you how far away from the truth it was for me at that yeah. point. Yeah. I thought these people are crazy. Are they really, do they really sit here and love and appreciate everything about themselves? I bet they don't. So that's where my brain went. Mm. And yeah, so I went home and went, I'm not doing that. And put that in the drawer. And as I say, everything I went to for the next, probably the next 12, 18 months, mm. we're just going to do some tapping. I went, oh no, please don't. <laughs> But they did. But it was all, it was just knocking on the door for knocking you. Knocking on the door. And now, I mean, I use it, I use it for myself all the time, literally all the time. I share it with people. It's one of the quickest ways I know that we can change how we feel. Mm. Even that, if you've no idea what you're doing, if you think it's bonkers, it really doesn't matter. Absolutely doesn't matter. I think that's, that's really significant, what you've said there. Yeah. And I think the whole well-being thing or whatever, yeah. however you want to frame it, I think so much of it is just about giving things a go and yeah. being open. Yeah to yeah. stuff isn't it yeah. you don't have yeah. to be an expert you nope. don't have to nope. you know nope. you don't sometimes have to believe it you know no. it's just it's no. about finding a way in no. isn't it yeah. and uh, yeah. and then EFT is one of those you yeah. don't have to believe it it still works anyway mm -hmm. because we're working with your energy which does its own thing it's you know it's it's not what's the word it's not controlled by you know your brain you don't go oh, okay I'm not going to feel this mm, that doesn't work like that yeah I think I like lots of what you say I look I loved how you started off that this, in inverted brackets, what your son would call weirdos. Oh, and straight away <laughs> went to Sue's son and my adopted son, because we've, you know, we've been best friends for so many years that, you know, uh, Luke is also my. But um, he used to call, oh, she's doing that hippie stuff oh, again. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. just like, but actually, what mm. you were saying there about when they were saying, I love and appreciate myself, and, mm. and you're going, what is this? Seriously. I think that's the problem, though, isn't it? Yeah. That because you're not there, you can't understand it and you mm. can't see it. No. But actually, what it sounds like, what it sounds like you've done with all of this is you've just been really open. Mm. 
Mm. You've been really open. Things have come and knocked on your door, but eventually you've gone, okay, come in. Yeah. You know, and you just let it in. And yeah. then, and that's when you've realised mm. that actually this is why it's making this difference mm. for you. Mm. Yeah. I, lo- I love, yeah. I love, I love, I love the little part of that journey that you've clearly been yeah. on with that. Yeah. And I also think, um, and I, again, this is something that I've learned over the, over the years is that we don't have to take everything from something Um, because for ages um, you know I thought right if I do if I do Reiki I have to do it this way because that's how I was taught Mm. if I do EFT I've got to do it that way because that's how I was taught and you can't stray from that well actually you can and I do and I take bits of everything you know if anybody comes to see me for a, a session or even a massage or reflexology, you'll get a bit of every. You'll get a bit of whatever you need. You know, it's not just the one thing. Because actually, you've adapted it to fit you and yeah. what works for yeah. you. And I yeah. think that's the whole point, isn't it? Absolutely. I'm I'm exactly Absolutely. the same with yeah. with EFT. I don't follow the. No. I'm with my NLP and stuff mm. like that, which is the neuro linguistic programming. I know we've we've talked about that on the program mm-hmm. before, but lots of things. It's about. It, it's coming from you it's Absolutely. where you are yeah. being authentic yeah. with yourself and coming yeah. from you and actually yeah. that changes things and there'll be people who come to you because it's you who's exactly. doing it exactly and people who'll go to somebody else because it's them yeah um, you connect because energy attracts energy yes you know um, a lovely friend I used to work with years ago said you know we're always looking for pattern matches we're looking for energy matches we're looking for something that either feels um, familiar or comfortable or just fits Mm. and if that doesn't there's this jarring effect and we don't go there you just don't or you might go once and then go "Mm, actually no i'm not going back yeah like the lovely lady with her loving and accepting herself from head to toe i just thought no because that's not where i was at the time yeah and it's not what fit for you yeah no and i think that that that's that's okay it is okay it is okay to be like that to feel like that yeah and that's a really big one, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. And I think that's because we're, you know, Claire and I have, have a phrase, you know, one size does not fit all. No. But I think <laughs> we're kind of almost programmed to believe that, aren't oh gosh, we? Yeah, you know, we yeah. mentioned the word fixed before. It's sort mm-hmm. of, oh, if I do this, then that will happen. Yeah. But actually, we don't always yeah. know. And, you know, that'll, that'll set us off on a path, mm-hmm. which will be part of our journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that word is a little bit overused. Yeah, but I don't know. I think it's kind of there yeah. for a reason really so I'm, I'm happy to kind of embrace it yeah. and, and adopt it <laughs> so I think that there's more that we could do to help ourselves other than just you know like following a technique or following you know going to a class or engaging in a particular approach it's also about you know are we kind of in touch with our intuition with yeah. what feels right with our as you say with our kind of value system mm. I love this idea of the pattern matching and the energy matching yeah. that that mm. really resonates for yeah. me actually yeah. Yeah. Because I think sometimes what we do as well is we'll we'll f- try and fit ourselves yeah. square pegs around holes. yeah into yeah, something and you know it's uncomfortable. that's it and it's this word should that comes oh. up a lot which yeah. can be really detrimental mm. and actually mm. what we're doing is we're we're maybe counteracting mm. any potential yeah. good that we absolutely. could be doing absolutely so yeah there's so much more to this loads of layers yeah. love it love unra- unraveling <laughs> all the layers excellent yeah. I think. So what you just saying there about, you know, this round peg, uh, round, square peg, round hole mm. kind of thing and this energy, you know, you get to sort of like our age and you're like, you 
people have uh, we know from like other people we've interviewed and um, clients that you're starting to accept yourself Mm -hmm. and you're starting to maybe love yourself and understand a little bit more about who you are still on that journey what i love though is that you work with young children Mm -hmm. so it says you work with them to empower them to be emotionally resilient and that's helping so you don't have to get to our age. Hopefully, you can start to accept yeah. yourself from a, a much younger age. I'd love so, to see what's that. the work that you do with them? So, um, that's where I'm going after this, to be honest. Um, so, it came out of again these things just come out of conversations, come out of little little bits of things. So, I actually I deliver massages, so hand massages and and feet massage. So, reflexology. It's not reflexology proper. It's a particular technique. Um, that's been developed it's not mine or it's not doesn't belong to me um, but it's specifically for relaxation mm. so it's a quite a short technique but designed to relax the whole body through uh, working the reflexes either on the hands or the feet um, and the hope and the intention is that the children I'm working with will be better able to manage their own emotions, be better able to control themselves. So by teaching them these little techniques or showing them, you know, if you feel upset, you can do this one. If you've got a headache, you can do this one. That they can then help themselves instead of just being, <gasps> which is where a lot of us find ourselves. Just, just be, yeah. We've just been through that the last couple of days yeah. a little bit as well, haven't we? That, that's so important because what I love about that is what you're saying is which really links with our emotional wealth mm. it's good to have emotions and getting yeah. the children yeah. to understand that yeah. they have emotions yeah. Yeah. but actually the emotions don't have to rule no. they can do something yeah. you know oh, about no. that and yeah. you're teaching them that at such mm. a young age that that's really good because yeah. it, yeah. it some of them get them. it instantly and some yeah. of them it takes a little while yeah. Um, but from my point of view, so, you know, I am a grandmother as well now, and I look at some of these little ones and think, you shouldn't be this stressed. Mm. You should not be this stressed. Mm. Yes, there are some I work with who've got a a diagnosis, for want of a better description. Um, so they're either on the spectrum or they have an additional need of some kind. But they're also children who are just struggling emotionally. You know, mum and dad are struggling, splitting up or there's arguments or whatever goes on as we know goes on in houses and these little ones you know again if you can remember I know I certainly can from my childhood we know everything that's going on we can't do anything about it which is where the helplessness and the stuck frozen feeling can come from but if we know that that's not our fault and we didn't know that I didn't know that as a little one you know and and again going back to the EFT and the matrix re-imprinting that has unraveled and unpicked for me personally so much of my makeup so the five days training that I did whenever it was ago about 12 years I think now I remember coming away that weekend thinking oh my god I'm never going to be the same again and not in a you know hallelujah kind of a funky way but just because I discovered bits of me that I hadn't visited or revisited Mm -hmm. because it was painful and difficult. It was painful and difficult at the time. And certainly the thought, even just the thought of going back there to revisit it was like, why would you do that? Why, why would you even go there again? But when you can go there safely and comfortably, it's okay and we can change things, but also find out why we do things. Yeah. So my, my hope, one of my hopes is that, you know, we can help support, educate this next generation 
to be more resilient and to not have the same experiences. They will have things happen to them. It's just part of, you know, being a human being. It really is. I think they're more open to it as well because we, you oh, know, yeah, they are. when you yeah. talk about well-being yeah. now, um, yeah. it's it's yeah. more widely used. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, yeah. It's yeah. what I call banded about all over the place, yeah. and it means yeah, different yeah. things to yeah. different people. Yeah. But yeah. we're slowly realizing that actually, you know, yeah. it's good to talk about emotions, to understand our feelings, to give ourselves mm. self care and that kind of thing. So actually the work that you're doing with these young people is instilling it from a really young age getting it into their muscle that it yeah. becomes natural whereas we will be like oh I've forgotten to do that today it'll become mm. part and part Absolutely. of, that, of yeah, their that daily lives that is the hope it? that it, it will become as you say something that they do Yeah. or they go oh where's that thing that she told me to do I can do that mm-hmm. and I can feel better and I'll just share something with you that always makes me laugh One of the so uh, with um, the community interest company that I work with as well Recharge and Restore um, the last couple of years, two years now, which seems a lot longer, um, we've been doing the holiday activity and food or holiday activity fund sessions. And again, because of who we are, so we're both therapists, uh, myself and Eileen, uh, who I work with. So we find that we've created a calm space, a calm, quiet space. Not deliberately, that's just how it happened and that's you know obviously what children need. And so we do get a number of children with additional needs who come. And they're so funny, some of them, they're hysterical. And we were doing some, uh, what were we doing first? Some mindfulness, that was it. So we're gonna do a mindful practice now and one of them pipes up, I know what that is, I know how to do that. I said, okay, go on and you show us. And I know you can't see because it's on the radio, but he literally sat on the floor, crossed his legs, did a, um, you know, thumb to finger thing and just sat there with his eyes closed and went um <laughs> oh, that's fantastic we'll all do that and we did it was it was ace so like, i know how to do that and i thought i was so pleased that he i think he's six i think he's seven now he was like i know how to do that so for him mm. that was mindful that yeah. was just being quiet yeah he was sat on the floor making a funny noise and laughing but yeah he knew that what was it. it was yeah yeah whereas if somebody had said mindfulness you know to me or to you as a child oh, you'd be like what yeah wouldn't have had a clue Who? no yeah, it's really funny because you were saying you you've not deliberately gone out to set no. this calm space. It's just actually you you come across very calm. Thank you. you People do say that. You sort you <laughs> does. I just, absolutely agree. Just yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm literally we've come in front of it like yeah. running around, and now I'm just like really chill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think it just. But that, I like that because it comes it comes from you. It's an authentic mm. thing, and you can't you can't manufacture that and you can't hide it it's just mm. it's natural and i think that's what comes out and that's what people why people mm. probably yeah. do gravitate yeah. towards yeah. you and stuff like that we get all kinds of kids coming it's it's so educational for us we have learned so much over the last two years because we didn't we didn't start out to do children right you know as i say as therapists our our company was about initially supporting carers, mm. so parents and carers, autistic children, young people, because that's who we used to work with. So we got some funding to do that. And then, obviously, March 2020, the whole world spun on its axis and everything changed, and we didn't know what we were going to do because, you know, our work was going out and seeing people, talking to people, touching people. We couldn't do any of that. Um, so... Along a, another little journey, we created well-being boxes and then we did that in the summer for the children. So we did four boxes for four weeks, um, which was great. It was great fun to do the boxes. Mm. 
but also to, to you know to go back the next week and get their feedback what did you like last week what didn't you like what was good so we did boxes for the summer we did boxes for christmas i think and then easter the next year and then the dfe the department for education said you've got to do these sessions face to face well we absolutely panicked yeah, nearly swore then um yeah <laughs> we went uh, what are we supposed to do we we can't do this um so we had to had to had to find a venue and you know obviously invite all these children in and go what do we do with them now <laughs> but do you know what they were just fantastic they were ace they just they loved to color we got play-doh we got lego we brought other people in to do some sessions and it's just grown and grown and grown until this summer we did what now feels like a mammoth four weeks um we did four days for four weeks, so we did two sessions a day, which we've never done before. We were all exhausted, completely exhausted. Um, but the, the demand was there. Yeah. And two lovely schools, so um, St Augustine's and St Martin's, um, lent us their outside space. Oh, fantastic. So St Augustine's have got an amazing outside space and they've got a treehouse and everything. It's ace, oh. honestly. Hmm. Uh, can we it, go it, there? I know. I know. <laughs> when I first saw it, can I come and live in here? It's really, really nice. And she said no. I thought she was really mean. Um, so we literally we, we were outside for yeah. four weeks. Um, as I say, two <coughs> sessions a day, and it was fantastic. And one of the things that the children have said that they loved the most was being outside. Yeah. Mm. Because most of them wouldn't be outside. That's it. They'd be inside with a phone, with an yeah. iPad, with the telly, yeah. with you know, whatever, whatever. So it was it was really nice. Yeah. That's, and that's all part and parcel, isn't it? They're yeah. out in nature yeah. or, you know, they're oh, breathing in fresh air. And yeah. We know ourselves if we go out oh. for a walk, it's really helpful for our yeah. mental well-being yeah. kind and of thing. Th- even though we were physically tired. Yeah. So there was me and Eileen and then we had, we had four or five. I can't remember if we had four or five other session staff with us. Um, yeah, the first week was like, whose idea was this? <laughs> And I could honestly say it wasn't mine. It was it was that head because she said she could fill a whole a whole session herself, which she did. Um, but by the end of the second week, we're like, we've got this. Yeah, we can do this. Yeah. And we enjoyed being outside yeah. um, and walking thousands of steps a day. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> Sounds amazing. It was. Do you know, it really was. It really, really was. It was a bit not not like camping, but just being outside mm. was great. Was yeah. fantastic. The kids went on bug hunts. They did all kinds of things. We had um, Gemma from Camp Curiosity, um, who's also a local CIC, um, and her thing is outdoor education. So she was amazing. She is amazing. Um, so she did sessions for us for three out of our four weeks, I think, um, where she just teach the kids about just being outside and looking for things, finding things, how to light a fire, and then ended with stories and marshmallows. It's great, fantastic, really, really nice. Yeah. So, I mean, some excellent tips for maybe parents of, yeah, yeah. what they could do maybe at weekends with yeah. their children yeah. and stuff. Yeah, or even just go for a walk. Oh, yeah. You know, we're lucky, you know, well, I live in Runcorn, but we're lucky in Runcorn, there's a lot of green space still. They haven't built houses on all of it yet. Um, you know, there's places to go for a walk, there's things to see. It's really, yeah, it's all right. It's interesting because you were talking about, you know, you were, you were feeling quite exhausted delivering all that mm. and it does sound very full on, but and you've got the energy <laughs> of the kids, and but you feed off that, don't you? Yeah. You go on adrenaline, yeah. don't you? I think yeah. when you're delivering that kind of activity and it sounds like, you know, I, I'm, I'm sort of seeing you're, you're all lit up, sort of speaking about oh, it, it which a, is lovely. Absolutely brilliant. It was, t- as I say, it was tiring, but the 
the feedback we got and the actual you know just just doing it was like oh my goodness this is really really worth doing and they all and most of them were like oh is this the last week miss and we're like yeah oh. <laughs> can we not come next week i went well you can come but there's nobody here it's always <laughs> good to leave them wanting more it is. isn't it yeah, but what I, what i wanted to ask you angelita mm. was what do you do to take care of mm. you because it sounds like you've got such a repertoire to draw to draw from yeah. you know these days sort of how do you you know, take care of, mm. I mean, we know mind and body is connected, but for your mental well-being particularly, what sort of things do you do? So, um, I was going to jump in and be a bit flippant and say not enough, because that is what I do or don't do, to be honest, sometimes. Mm. Um, but, uh, so recently, when did I have it done? About three or four weeks ago, I actually had cataract surgery. Oh, goodness. One eye. Uh, so out of one eye, I can see perfectly. It's ace. The other one's still soft focus, which does make me smile a bit. And I'm actually looking forward, and anybody who knows me doesn't sound like me, looking forward to having the other one done. So that has made me slow down. Yeah. yeah. Because I literally couldn't do a lot of the things that I thought I was going to do. Yeah. And I did get a bit giddy and a bit carried away and thought, oh, she said I can drive, I'll drive. So I went to see a friend in Wales. Bad oh. idea. <laughs> Bad idea. <laughs> well, I've got one brilliant eye, but then, of course, it's working overtime. Of course, yeah. yeah. And then there's the whole brain balance thing brain's going hang on you couldn't do this three weeks ago what are you doing and anyway yeah so that knocked me back a little bit um but my go-to is music i love to listen to music uh walking uh, i need to do more she says reminding herself um epsom salts baths Ooh. i got myself a bargain bucket literally off um Amazon. don't tell anybody um, but yeah, it was on special offer and it's yeah, just my, my go-to of just at the end of the day. And I must admit during the summer, mm. every evening, it was like, right, run a bath, get in the bath, chill, relax, chill. let yeah. go and yeah, do mm. that. Um, but yeah, music, I think I like music and, and sp- spending time with my grandchildren, mm. which I don't do enough, to be honest, because, you know, I am busy and they're busy and all kinds of other things. Um, but some of the exercises, so the energy exercises, the grounding exercises, um, have been a, a lifesaver at times. And certainly over the last two, two and a half years. Mm. Um, so talking about mental health, I know that I found out more about my mental health in that time mm. than I really gave credit before. Yeah. Because, you know, going back to the, the therapist, you know, I'm going to fix everybody thing. We give, we constantly yeah. give, we're yeah. giving, giving, giving. And if you meet somebody, you're instantly, oh, what what do you need? Are you okay? Da, da, da. And we forget ourselves. Yeah. And it isn't, you know, it's not, it isn't a criticism. It's, it's an observation mm. and it's an admittance on my part as well that we just do. That's yeah. what we do. Um, so remembering that I need things as well. Um, and one of the things I did do um, during COVID was a mental health first aid course. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was um, more in depth than I thought it was going to be. And it dragged up more stuff than I thought it was going to. But it needed to be sorted. It needed to be addressed and looked at. And I'm better at now. And I was having this conversation actually with somebody yesterday. I'm better now at going, do you know what? I'm really sorry. I can't do that. Yeah. I'd love to, but I can't. And for me to admit that I can't do something is, is was massive. It's it's not as big anymore, but it was massive. Mm. Because I was, you know, I call it the mastermind syndrome. I've started, so I'll finish. <laughs> I, like I started that. this I like that, and yeah. I'm going to get to the end if it kills me. 
And yeah. at times it's not, it hasn't killed me, obviously no, I'm still here, but, but I've struggled. Impacted. And it's had an impact, and not a great one. Mm. So now I'm, <laughs> I can go, no, I'm really sorry, I said I'd do that, but I really can't. Um, and I'm okay with that. Because again, I think possibly even this time last year, I wasn't okay with that. Yeah. You know, I would have gone, oh, I should have been, should, 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 we're back to the shoulds, yeah. you know, should have done this, I said I was going to do this, oh, and I haven't done it, and oh, and now I can go, no, actually, just no, and that's okay. And that's really important <clears throat> for our listeners to hear, because yeah. I think often, I've done that myself, you do. know, you people you think oh well you're a therapist you must you oh, must live and breathe yeah. this yourself yeah. and it's like and yeah. but like you say yeah. you're too busy sorting yeah. things for others yeah. but yeah. it's all about them and you yeah. forget yourself and we mm. all do it mm. and so we all don't necessarily do what we preach <laughs> but yeah. you know we're not and i think this is really big it's being like i said authentic because you're showing you going look I don't do it all the time either, no. and I forget these things. But mm. it's important for me to start doing that again. Mm. Another mm. thing that you were saying there about how it dragged things up that you mm. weren't expecting, <laughs> but is that's so important, isn't it? That we actually yeah. we listen to what's going on within ourselves and deal with it at the time, because otherwise it is going to come and bite oh, yeah. us on the bottom. Come in back it. and bite you, yeah, again and again and again. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. So the fact that you know you're saying that you know it dragged things up. But it's about dealing with it because actually maybe it's come up at a time because you can deal with it then. Yeah, yeah. And one of that? my, I think, I can't remember which teacher it was who told me this, but I do, I now tell people this, that we very rarely ever come across something that we can't deal with. Yeah. I don't, I mean, honestly, mm. I really do believe that the universe will only give us what we can deal with. Yeah. It, we might look at it and go, oh, for goodness sake, really? Mm. Or, you know, it'll look big and it'll look hard. But we can find a way through it or round it or it's come up at that time for a reason. Yeah. And one of my lovely friends now, you know, she always says, nothing happens for nothing. And when she first said it, I went, what do you mean? And she went, well, so it, that's happened for a reason. Yeah. You might not be able to see why now. It might take you a week. It might take you a month. It might take you a year. Mm. But you'll look back and go, that's what that was. Mm. Or that's why I had that conversation with that person. Or that's why I bought that book and read two pages and then gave it away. Or whatever we do. Yeah. You know, everything happens for a reason. We collide with things. We find things. We watch things. We read things. And then go, oh, yeah, that's what that was. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So the stuff coming up. And, you know, I work with people all the time. And they go, oh, I hate this. And I don't like this. And I'm like, well, you can deal with it. It's easy for me to say here on the other side of the table yeah. and you're in it. But, you know, if you trust the process, mm. trust yourself, trust your own knowing, your own intuition, that actually this has come up to be looked at now for a reason. Yeah. Why, do, why, why has it come up? What's it showing you? What do you need to know about it? All that stuff, you know, that might sound very deep and meaningful, but it doesn't have to be. It really doesn't have to be. I think another thing that I think a lot of us are used to nowadays, just because of the way the world is, is it comes up, so we think, oh, well, I can fix it, and it's done. But actually, maybe it's not, and it's going to take that little bit longer. And, you know, I mean, you've been doing this kind of stuff, like, for so many years, learning new things. Like you say, you're still on your journey. Oh, God, yeah. We all are. So it's sort of like, it's not ever going to be done. 
because no. we're still on that no. journey. No. So there'll be other things that come up mm. that might seem similar, but if you mm. if you do deal with it then and there, like yeah. you say, yeah. that that helps because mm. it's important mm. for that, for that. Yeah, and it's part of because. Um, Sue mentioned values. It's part of our values. It's, mm. you know, who are we? What do we believe? What do we trust? What do we think? And it's where do they come from? And a lot of those came from things that happened to us, mostly, you know, as little ones. So before we're six, seven, that sort of age. And unless we know that, we just think, you know, oh, well, that's just how I am. Yeah, but why? I always, I always think, why though? Yeah, but why? Um, and what is that doing for you, for you or to you now? You know, how is it affecting you now? Um, a lovely lady I did some work with a couple of years ago, um, I actually started with reflexology, to be honest, but anyway, we ended up with EFT. And she, 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 she is caring for somebody now, but she sort of was then, but she's always overgiven, definitely an overgiver, constantly, constantly, to her detriment, and she knows that, you know, it was affecting her own health. And what we got to with the EFT and with the matrix re-imprinting was a really early memory of her rescuing, for want of a better word, um, her little brother and sister from a situation that was happening at home where it was, I think it was Christmas Day or something, and she literally walked two or three miles with these two little ones in a pram. She's not, she's not, a, ma she's not a big lady. Um, she was only a tiny one as well, a tiny tot at the time. Took them to Grandma's house because that was safe. And we looked at it and traced it and, you know, looked at things that she'd done since. That was the pattern of her life, was rescuing people. And then when, as you do that all the time, you've got this rescuer flag on your head and people go, oh, she'll do that. Or I can go there for that support and help. And yes, you can, but unless the rescuer is also helping themselves, mm. they're completely depleted, which unfortunately is where she found herself at the time. Fascinating. You're listening to Let's Talk Wellbeing with Claire and Sue. So we've got Angelita Woosnam in the studio. Um, I'm loving this. This word grandma keeps coming up mm. very often. And it is one of the things that I just thought it's like, for me, it's like giving you a big hug. Because mm. I, yeah, I was really close to my grandma. There are things that we naturally go to. Like mm. you said, this energy. There's things that like we like. And it's okay for us all to be different. It's okay for us to you know come at things at different times but what you were just finishing off saying there is what is more important is that we really do work on ourselves that we give ourselves mm. time because if you are a giver like you are like you were talking mm. about your friend you are giving so much of yourself you need to top that up because then you're able to keep doing that giving yeah. you're not going to get into that really bad place mm. or you know really um struggle with your own mental well-being which then mm. you're not going to be able to help other people it sounds like your your community interest company recharge and restore which i love the sound I of really that. Like that it yeah. is lovely name yeah. isn't it recharge and restore so you're doing lots of really good work why why do you do that what do, 
because we all get something for it. Yeah, what yeah. do you get from that? Um, so, as I say, going back to the beginning, so um, as a therapist, um, I'm working with um, Eileen, Eileen McDonough, who um, we work very closely together. And I can't remember why, when we decided actually to set up a company. Um, but we used to work with, um, a it was a charity, it doesn't exist anymore, unfortunately, called HAF. So it was Halton Autistic Family Support Group, who did what they said on the tin, which was support parents and carers of autistic children and young people. Uh, it was a great charity. Anybody listening who knows of HAFs and remembers Kieran and Margie, who started it, um, will know how oh, how hard they worked for that community, for those parents and carers, for the families. It wasn't just for the, the individuals particularly. So as therapists, we worked with them and provided very short, and they got shorter because of the numbers of the groups were bigger, um, therapy sessions for them during their monthly meetings. And we said, these people really need more. 15 minutes once a month wasn't enough. Mm. Um, the fact that they could come literally and you know lie in a bed and fall asleep in that time was testament to how stressed and exhausted they were. We honestly couldn't believe it some weeks. Just like, how can he be asleep? Mm. You know, all he's done is come and lie on a bed, but it's probably the first time in that month possibly or that week that he's been able to just switch off and just stop and not have to worry about anything. So on the basis of that, we said, well, um, how can we help them more? So that was the beginnings of Recharge and Restore. As I said before, we got money from the lottery and we offered them, um, I think it was an hour, yeah, hour-long sessions, relaxation sessions. We did Reiki, uh, massage, reflexology. Um, but then, of course, you know, as funding does, funding runs out. Yeah. Um, and then we did some bits and pieces with other groups in the community, but didn't get any funding like that. Um, but still carried on doing what we were doing. We liaised with other groups still around the carers we did quite a lot of work with Halton Carers Centre who do amazing work as well um, and then as I say um, March 2020 everything changed and then we got some funding in the summer I think the funding we f the first lot of funding we got came from LCR Cares which is a community foundation for Merseyside anybody knows anything about funding um, and we did these wellbeing packs that we sent out to people, again, distributed through the carers centre. A lot of them, most of them actually went to carers. Um, and I think it's, so why did we do it? I can only speak for myself. Um, so it's a wish, a desire that, and I think Sue touched on it before, we can help ourselves much more than we know. Hmm. So even if, you know, people open this envelope and went, what have I got this for? It's a sheet showing you the hand routine, the relaxation routine that I was talking about before. And then we did some videos, so we showed people how to do that for themselves and or for the person they were caring for. Um, there was a little mindful colouring book in there just to take your mind away from anything else. Um, and an eye pillow, a lavender eye pillow. So just little things, but they were practical things. There were things that people could literally open the envelope and go, wow, that smells lovely, I can use that, or it just smells nice. Um, and again, just to help people to come out of anxiety, come out of stress, even for 10 minutes, even for five minutes. Um, you know, we're, we're energetic beings, but we're also very physical. Mm. And our nervous systems, our physical bodies need a rest. We need that respite. We need that reset. We need something to go, oh, do you know what? Can we just stop for 10 minutes or five minutes? 
um, it won't fix any. It won't fix everything. It will fix little bits of something, because we're not designed to be, you know, in stress, mm. high levels of stress continually. Um, you know, we've seen the result of that either on people's mental health or their physical health. Mm. You know, I've also done work and um, on ACEs, so adverse childhood experiences, and the long-term effects of that on people's health is is massive. It's absolutely massive. Um, so yeah, so a desire to to educate, I think, as well, and not from a place of we know more than you, mm. but just try that and see what you think. If you don't like it, well, try something else. You know, or, my favourite one is just stop and take a breath. Yeah. And people go, what? Just breathe. And like, yeah, just breathe. Just just stop and breathe. And then do it again, slowly this time and just see the difference it makes and even just well you you know you know just taking a slow gentle breath calms everything down instantly it tells your brain you're not going to get killed not in the next few seconds anyway because we're breathing slowly so that's okay and the rest of you can go oh that's all right i quite like that um so even if and you know, i also say to people even if you just take one thing away from anything that we share with you our job's done because if that starts something and you go what was that thing she showed me I'll go and have a look at that or I'll go and you know check it out and I might find something else Mm. Um, one of my favourite things is the Heart Math the American the Heart Math Institute so um, the proper name for it is the quick coherence technique but though most of us who use it we call it heart breathing so it's been uh, developed by an organisation American organisation hence Heart Math why do they speak like that (laughs) Um, the Heart Math Institute who have been studying the effects studying the work of the heart in the body for about 25-30 years and their findings which I agree with is that our hearts are as important if not more important in our bodies and our brains we feel and sense things initially with our hearts before our brains go oh I know what that is our hearts go yeah that's okay we're back to the pattern matching the energy matching Mm -hmm. yeah that's okay oh no that's a bit wonky not having that um, so it, it's a technique where you're literally imagining that you're breathing into your heart. You're breathing into the heart, you're using that heart energy um, to calm and soothe the body. It's fab. And there's a, there's a version for kids, there's a version for adults, and there's one for teens as well, I think. That's there's so amazing. many resources that if we don't know they're there, we can't, we can't use them and we can't share them. And that's really key, isn't it? That it's yeah. knowing where they are. Yeah. And if we, we can, we'll share things on our social media and through Halton Community Radio. Absolutely. I think, for me, it just seems that everything that you're talking about comes back. I wrote it down. Mm. We very rarely come across something we can't deal with. No, and it feels as though what you're mm. doing is you're enabling people to be in that position to understand that and to appreciate yeah. that and you're sharing all yeah. these tools it feels what's coming over for me is that this is just this is your purpose this is you well, know might, why might, do you do it I might write that down and take it home myself <laughs> you know you, you have to but I think that's yeah. and, and I, I love that I'm, I'm pinching that because okay. for me that's yeah. a good yeah. if that's a basis for sort of how to be mm. and how to approach things yeah. if I know that I'm very rarely going to come across something yeah. I can't deal yeah. with it puts you in a, different, okay. in a different headspace, yeah. in a different mindset instantly. Even if it's hard, you think, well, I can do this. Yeah. I don't know. I might not know how yet, yeah. but there'll be a way or I'll find somebody or 
you know, I'll go and look on the internet. As long as you don't look up Dr. Google, because you're always going to die. <laughs> you are. It doesn't matter what you, who, what you put in. Oh, dear. <laughs> um, we're doing some workshops with the Women's Centre at the moment, Halton Women's Centre, and one of the ladies there, I can't remember what she said she'd Googled, and she went, and it said I was going to die. I went, I told you. <laughs> you're always going to die. At, you know, the end of it, the prognosis is it's never good. It's no. never good. No. I think I, um, you know, it's flu. It's absolutely it flu. Has, isn't it? Oh, I, the time. I know. Um, one of the things that you said you loved is music. It gets you mm. into a really good place. And I think whenever you're dealing with anything, if you can get into a state where you are more open to be able to deal with things, that's always the best. Mm. So, what is your song choice, and why have you chosen this? <gasps> Well, it was, I'd say it was a hard choice. It wasn't a hard choice. I could have chosen so many things because now with the joy of Spotify, <laughs> there's millions of things that you can cho- choose. But this bring, takes me back to my childhood. So my parents, I'm Jamaican. My parents came here in the 50s. And yeah, Bob Marley was always playing or there was always some music playing somewhere, one of those houses where the radio was always on. And it was literally was, I don't know which one to pick. And this was the first one that popped up. So uh, I've chosen... Did I choose One Love? One Love. Yeah, One Love by Bob Marley. Fabulous song. I love a bit of Bob Marley myself. It was just amazing songwriter. It's just, it's been a real pleasure. Um, it's just been really chilling, actually. <laughs> yeah, we're all very, we're, very chilled out. We are. We are very chilled in the studio. <laughs> Angelita has this very magical effect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tone of voice, um, perfect for meditations. Angelie, how can people connect with you? How can they find out more about what you're doing? Um, So you can find me on um, Facebook. I shouldn't say horrible things about it because it does wind me up. But you should find me on the Joy That Is Facebook as the (laughs) Wellbeing Lady or Angelita Woosnam. So I'm on there either way. Um, Yeah, Wellbeing Lady is my page that I put things on that I'm doing. Also on Instagram, again, Wellbeing Lady on there. Um, and if you are interested in Recharge and Restore, they also have a page on Facebook and also Instagram. Um, and they do have a website. Mine isn't working yet, but rechargeandrestore.co.uk, I think, is, the, is their website. Okay. So if they Google Recharge and Restore, hopefully they'll find you anyway. But yes, that's fabulous. That was an extract from our radio show, Let's Talk Wellbeing. You can listen in every Thursday between 12 and 2 on HCR 92.3 FM or online on hcr923fm.com.